0: the grass is not greener on the other side it is just another shade of green hello and welcome to episode 550 of under the color of ms this is a wellness wednesday episode i'm recovering from the good old daylight savings period the adjustments are still going on hopefully this is our final Year with this daylight saving shit and they can join up with Arizona and I think Hawaii that don't recognize them anymore. But if we're lucky, we'll get that figured out. And let's just eliminate daylight savings, eliminate leap years, eliminate all that crap that no one er- understands why we do it. I still got people making tons of money. The oil giant Saudi Aramco made a historic 161 billion dollar profit in 2022. In the past 3 years BP did a 6 billion dollar profit, then a 16 billion dollar profit, and this year is this last year was a 28 billion dollar profit. And yet the oil prices keep going up and up and up. And their profits are going up and up and up. So, can you explain to me why this is happening? Because they can't be selling more food. Because the food prices went up and up and up. <laughs> Alcohol prices went up and up and up. So, I don't think people are buying as much as they used to in that side. But you have to buy gas. So, obviously, their main profit is the gasoline. And our governments are just screwing us by allowing price hikes when they don't need to. So... S bullshit! I think it's time to for the world to revolt. It's just getting sickening how we're getting regularly scammed from energy companies that are just taking advantage of us, little people. <clears throat> got a couple popular people in the town next door to us. We got the Cooskan girls won the Division Three WIAA state title. Basketball and Jordan Stoltz, our Olympic speed skater. He, I believe, won a a U.S. event and some other, he medaled in some other type of, or got some other uh, first place in another event recently so that yeah, still putting out those people that are busting their ass giving it up giving it their all and doing an awesome job at it We got 30 million dollars And Funko Pops are going to a landfill so it doesn't devalue the company by selling them cheaper. I think you could do a lot more with them. I think you could donate them to uh, the kids' care centers and stuff and hospitals. You could donate them to an artist to make a giant pop out of Pops. Uh, there's just so much you could do with them, but they're always worried about devaluing their company. Don't give a shit about putting a thick plastic item into a landfill. That's probably never going to dissolve. And this is a whole redo of the Nintendo burial where they, Took all the shitty games and tossed them in a landfill, and then they dug them up years later, and they're worth tons of money now. It's it's like, yeah. More crap. Filling our... Filling our landfills, taking up space, ruining things again. All right, Let's figure out what we got to talk about today. If there's anything worth a shit, a giant dust ball that's floating around right in front of my face that just doesn't want to go anywhere. All right, some MS facts multiple sclerosis is a chronic condition, which means it's long lasting and there's no cure for it. That said, it is important to know that. For the vast majority of people who have MS, the disease isn't fatal, especially now that they have so many DMTs, DMDs that we can try to help prolong the effects of the MS. Though MS can be diagnosed in children and older adults, those affected are typically diagnosed between the ages of 20 and 50, according to the NMSS. And, and those things always change. I mean, women were more likely, than people of color were more likely. They just keep changing up. It's like, who gives a shit who's more likely? Let's just work on a cure. That's all we care about. MS can be a challenge to diagnose symptoms and single test may not be enough some things they might have you do is blood test neurological exams mri magnetic resonance imaging vep the visual evoked potential test spinal fluid analysis and optical coherence tomography which is oct the list of possible MS symptoms is long. It includes numbness and tingling, vision problems, balance, mobility issues, slurred speech, pay, pain, cognitive issues, bladder issues, bloat, bowel problems. I can go on and on and on. There's so much you can add to the list. Most people who seek treatment for MS go through relapses and remissions. Remission is a period in which you have improvement of your relapsing symptoms. A remission can last for weeks, months, or in some cases, years. But remission doesn't mean you no longer have MS. The damage MS does to your nerves... Can also affect your critical thinking and other cognitive mental skills. It's not uncommon for people with MS to have problems with memory and finding the right words to express themselves. Other cognitive effects can include inability to concentrate or pay attention, impaired problem solving skills, trouble with spatial relations, knowing where your body is in space ms is labeled as a silent disease or an invisible illness many people with ms look no different from someone without it because some of the symptoms such as blurred vision sensory problems and chronic pain aren't visible Doctors recommend that people with MS stay cool whenever possible. Heat intolerance is a common problem and often causes an exasperation of symptoms. You might experience a spike of symptoms from hot weather or sun exposure, fever or illness, hot baths or showers or saunas or whirlpools, overheating from exercise, and some people have Problems with the cold side. So it can go both ways. I got issues with both. If I'm too cold or too hot, my body fault just gives up on me. You can find cooling vests and cooling items through a variety of stores online and stuff that you can pick stuff up from to help with any of those issues. It's like a cooling vest is nice for summertime if you got to mow the lawn and things like that in the hot July days. Research has shown a link between vitamin D and MS. The nutrient can act as a protector against MS, and it may lead to fewer relapses in people who already have the disease. Sunlight triggers the production of vitamin D in your body, but sun exposure can also lead to heat-induced symptoms. I just and I supplement with vitamin D five thousand IU's a day, but I go by my blood yearly blood test and see where my levels are sitting. I don't agree with vitamin D levels affecting me at least MS wise because. All the way up until my 20s, I was outside constantly, so most of my jobs were outside jobs. I I did construction, I did moving, I worked at the beaches, I worked on the farms, I ran ranches, horse farms. I was constantly in sunlight, so my body was not lacking the vitamin D. In my childhood when I got MS, so I don't know where they get that that can be a main factor of causing MS. I get it that there's some people that have really low levels. That's because their inability to move because of the disease. They probably spent a couple of years trying to get diagnosed and then their levels changed, but. They might have had good levels before that. You don't know if you didn't test them. So, unless you can prove those better to me, quit just saying stuff that our bodies may be low of now while we're dealing with the disease because we don't have the ability to do as much as we used to outside. I want to see. If you're going to blame a condition for the result of the disease, I want to see actual test studies that show people that end up with a disease that have a low vitamin D levels appearing before they were diagnosed with the disease. And I'm talking like five years before, not just A year or two before which they could have had the disease and they just kept getting misdiagnosed or whatever. But I feel personally that the vitamin D levels drop after you contract the disease because once once the pain and fatigue and cognitive stuff started, I wasn't able to physically do as much as I used to. So it just got to the point where i was more sedentary and so i wasn't outside doing stuff constantly but before that i was so i don't know it's always a guessing game all right some more multiple sclerosis stuff People with MS experience a wide range of symptoms due to the nature of the disease. Symptoms can vary widely from person to person. They can also change in severity from year to year, month to month, even day to day. Some of the most common symptoms associated with MS are fatigue, difficulty walking, Which can occur due to numbness in your legs or feet, difficulty balancing, muscle weakness, muscle spasticity, difficulty with vision. Vision problems like optic neuritis, diplopia or double vision, nystagmus or involuntary movement of the eye, eyes, blindness speech issues like slurred speech, scanning speech, where there are long pauses between words or syllables, changes in volume and speech. It's like you can recognize that just by listening to my podcast over the years. I've been I've had so many different levels of speech. I had my good days, my bad days, and podcasting definitely helped cognitive issues and speech get better over the long run some other MS symptoms include acute or chronic pain tremors cognitive issues involving concentration memory and word finding difficulty chewing and swallowing sleep issues problems with bladder control Skin sensitivity, MS hugs, Cogfog, and there's so many different things we could run down on the list. Uh, And then we just talked about the different ways to check for MS. And then the different types of MS, you got clinically isolated syndrome, which is CIS. We have relapsing remitting MS, which is RRMS. I don't know why they mix this up. I'm going to say it in the way I think it should be. Secondary progressive MS, SPMS, and then primary progressive MS, PPMS. Why they I constantly see primary before secondary, I don't know. Because you're worse off during primary stages than you are during secondary stages where I am right now. But I guess just because it's my stage, I have a little animosity towards it or... <laughs> Negativity towards it. Uh, I do want to let everybody know. I'm putting. Trying to do a MS podcast. And at least a comic book podcast. This week. Just to. Get the word out. But the way. I see it happening. Over the next. I'm going on spring break. And I'm going to do spring cleaning, which can take two weeks or longer. I don't know. I'm not sure how long it will take. But the beginning of April, I am thinking about doing my annual sugar flush. I will do it for at least 30 days. And possibly, I'd like to go 40 days this year. Uh, I'd like to start it in April sometime, early April, beginning of April, and that way I can have it done before our birthdays in case me and the wife decide to go somewhere or do something, and then I'll want to have a couple drinks or something like that. I want to be able to enjoy myself without worrying about being on the sugar flush. But I'm thinking about doing it on my YouTube channel. And every so many days or whatever, just pop in with updates, meals that I've been eating and stuff like that. So people can have ideas of what they might want to try and make or do. Uh, But I would like to get anybody that's interested to join along. And if you do join along, we can always do something where we can add on use the zoom account and if we want to join up and just talk about our sugar flush and stuff like that we can we can get together once a week and do a shoot the shit session or something like that and then uh we're gonna uh cog fog (laughs) brain fart uh brain shut off. Come on, come back. It was right on the tip of my tongue. Uh, well, anyways. The sugar flush is going to consist of eliminating sugars. Uh, canned, boxed, all that processed shit. All kinds of different things related to sugar. If I have to use a natural sweetener for something, I will either use pure honey or maple syrup for the sweetener. But usually when I do the sugar flush, I get myself pretty strict and keep it simple. Keep it simple, stupid. K-I-S-S. My cat's on me right now. I just felt something on his back and of course i can't find it again you gotta watch it because we're starting to get spring weather he's getting out and about going through the brush and you never know if he's gonna grab hold of a tick but uh yeah it's eliminate all kinds of processed sugars different types of sugars uh pastas, breads. Okay, I feel something on my cat. Yeah, I don't think it's anything I gotta worry about. But you never know. When you feel the damn things, you gotta check it. They're so damn furry. Uh, yeah, pastas, grains, anything that would have sugar. I pretty much keep it strict to veggies i stay away from fruits because honestly the fruit that's sitting out is crap that's all pro- all turned to sugar already now they're saying that frozen fruit doesn't have it breaks down into sugars quickly also which I still really use frozen over fresh unless you're plucking it from a tree uh, or from the ground and using it right away. And then there's canned. But with being in a canning, working in a canning factory and stuff, I always felt that the frozen stuff being flash frozen when it comes out of the field and getting put away right away. I always considered healthier, the healthiest stuff. And then the canned stuff followed, would be following it, but you got all this stuff, preservatives in the cans. So that's why I figured the frozen was the healthiest. And then your fresh stuff, I mean, that shit can sit in crates on tables and waiting to get to the grocery store supermarket it can be a week or so before the shit gets there. So it's just sitting there going to bad sugars. So I'm not thrilled with that. But if you are interested, keep an eye on the YouTube channel. I will announce when I'm going to start it. But other than that, we're taking spring break. Do some spring cleaning. Might throw some episodes out here and there during that period just to get through some stuff that I found or ended up reading or whatever and just wanting to get it out of the way. So keep an eye out and see what happens. All right. Optic neuritis, ON, is the inflammation of your optic nerve. It can cause vision loss and pain when you move your eyes. As the inflammation goes away, your symptoms will usually get better. The optic nerve carries visual information from your eye to your brain. ON is when your optic nerve becomes inflamed. Inflammation can cause vision loss in one or both eyes. This loss of vision is usually temporary. In some cases, you may also feel pain when you move your eyes. It can flare up due to an infection or nerve condition. Early diagnosis and treatment can improve your outcome. Sometimes eye problems can require emergency treatments. Reasons to seek emergency care include severe eye pain sudden loss of vision, sudden changes to your vision, such as blurry vision. And just talk to your doctors with anything you're going to do and just make sure they know know what your routine is so they can let you know if it conflicts with any medications or anything you're doing and see what's up with all that. But Always talk to your medical staff about anything that you're going to do or thinking about doing. Uh, MS is the most common known cause of optic neuritis. ON is often the first symptom of MS. It wasn't for me, at least not that I know of, but I have had snow blindness. I got the thing where the whole world bounces and moves around on me. I got the things with the... Permanent obstruction in the eye and stuff like that over the years, but it always went away, so. I never took it as a serious condition. and never really looked at it until I got diagnosed with MS. Other nerve conditions that can cause ON include myelin, Ologin a lot, <laughs> a glycoprotein antibody disease, a condition that causes nervous, nervous symptom inflammation. There's Schilder's disease, a long-term chronic demyelinating condition that begins in childhood. And there's neuromyelitis optica, NMO, spectrum disorder. A rare condition that can cause inflammation of the optic nerve. There is also... On can be caused by autoimmune conditions such as... Sarcoidosis, a condition that causes inflammation in various organs and tissues. Sjogren's Syndrome, a disorder that typically affects tear and saliva glands. Systemic lupus erythematosis, a long term condition that can affect different organ systems, and gliof fibril- fibrillary acidic protein, immunoglobulin, globulin, g disease, a rare condition. Uh, infections that can cause ON include measles, shingles tuberculosis, syphilis, cat scratch fever, which is Bartonella, Lyme disease, herpes, HIV, West Nile virus, encephalitis, and meningitis. Some other possible causes include certain medications, exposure to toxic substances, alcohol or tobacco use, Certain nutritional deficiencies. Some symptoms of ON include vision loss in one eye, which can vary from mild to severe, pure, pure ocular pain or pain around your eye that's often worsened by eye movements, and chromatopsia or the inability to see colors correctly. Changes in the way the pupil reacts to bright light. Photoopsia, seeing flashing lights or floaters in one or both eyes. UTOF's phenomenon or UTOF sign, which is when vision worsens with an increase in body temperature. Some condition, sometimes conditions other than optic neuritis can cause similar symptoms. These include anterior ischematic or ischemic optic neuropathy when part of your optic nerve is not getting enough blood. And liver hereditary optic neuropathy, a type of vision loss that is passed down in families. People that are at risk for ON are. Being 20 to 40 years old, being assigned female at birth, and having a diagnosis of MS, it can be diagnosed with the optic coherence tomography scan, an MRI scan or a CT scan. And treatments include things like adricorticoid. To, tropic hormone, intravenous immunoglobulin, IVIG, plasma exchange, interferon injections, and more steroid medication. But we're going to be right back after that. Okay, we're back. I wasn't paying attention to my timer. Almost got cut off. But we made it through that part. All right. Intellectually Compatible Put simply, it's the spark between people whose brains are on the same page. Typically, people with intellectual compatibility have read similar books, watched similar documentaries, and consumed similar news outlets. People who are intellectually similar have often had similar upbringings or cultural experiences. Well, yeah, this is common sense. It's like someone that's like you. And why do they have to call it intellectual compatibility? Uh, to be clear, intellect intellectual chemistry is not inherently sexual or romantic. Intellectual chemistry can exist between friends, colleagues, and acquaintances who don't have any forms of chemistry, blossoming between them. There isn't necessarily inherent sexual or romantic chemistry between people with intellectual chemistry. Well, no shit. I mean, you can be friends with someone for years and you can also fall in love with them all of a sudden. It's not like you can't have a relationship. Uh, some signs of intellectual compatibility. Your con... Conversations feel easy because you have similar interests, duh. You're not worried about disagreeing because you have similar interests, duh. You're excited to hear their point of view because you have similar interests, duh. You learn something every time you talk because you have similar interests, duh. <laughs> you have a shared sense of humor because you have similar interests, jackass. Uh, some people who are intellectually compatible are compatible in that way without much extra extraneous work. In other words, intellectual alignment comes easy. Well, no shit. When you're dealing with someone that thinks opposite than you, you're struggling. You got to deal with it. You got to fight through it. When you all agree on the same shit, it's not that hard to. Hold the conversation and get along and all that stuff when you're dealing with something like that. But intellectual compatibility absolutely can be fostered by people who don't have it at, at first. meet. How? Simply by consuming and then conversing about the same media. After all, intellectual compatibility is all about having similar cultural touchstones to connect through. So if someone gives you a suggestion about something you might like, and you go watch it, and then you can sit there and talk about it, and be on the same plane about it, it's it's just, I don't know, this is stupid to me. Could just be me. If you want find someone that's intellectually compatible go for it it's the best kind of relationships you're gonna have whether it's sexual or not i don't know why that has to matter I and mean, you can be with someone without just worrying about sex and nothing else I mean, you gotta have other things in common otherwise your relationship's not going to last and it's, or it's going to be a miserable relationship but Evidence through laughs, mutual learning, shared exploration, being innately intellectually compatible with someone can feel pretty darn good, but it can be cultivated through intentionally co-experiencing and co-consuming books, movies, museums, historic events, and more. If you want to increase your intellectual compatibility, that is. After all, in textu- Intellectual compatibility isn't the only kind of compatibility out there. Plus, just because you don't have intellectual chemistry, that doesn't mean you don't have sexual, romantic, or emotional chemistry. So, if you aren't screwing each other's brains out, then you better find like-minded stuff so you can be intellectually compatible, I guess, according to this study. And this is a stupid one. I'm sorry I even brought that up. But like I've said in the past, I get all this shit sent to me and might as well read it online and give my opinion about it instead of just reading it and tossing it out and not serving no damn purpose. I figure it might help someone somewhere, but if you can't get along with people that are in your circle, your circle of friends, relationships, all that stuff, then that's on you, and if you're not smart enough to pick something different, it's all on you, I just, I do not understand, I've seen so many people go into abusive, shitty relationships, they wouldn't leave them, it's like, really, you like that, huh? Obviously, you can't be too scared to leave because you've been offered the help and the protection, and you still deny it and stay where you're at. And next thing you know, I had one person that we gave option after option after option, and eventually she ended up barely alive, laying in a hospital bed. All comatose, beating the shit. And wasn't supposed to walk away from it, but she did. What did she do? She walked right back into that freaking relationship. And that's when I say, See ya. would not wanna be ya. If you're not gonna listen to good people trying to help you out, and you're just gonna go right back to a piece of shit. That's your thing. I can't. Keep putting effort in trying to change your mind if you're not going to even show any potential. So, Alright. Is there a healthy way to use white rice? Well, let's find out. Rice is a staple food in many cultures. It's predominantly produced in Asian Pacific region, where it serves as an important economic crop. More than... A lot of people in the world eat rice every day. Compared to brown rice, white rice offers fewer nutrients, including minerals, vitamins, and dietary fiber. This disparity has led many in the West to vilify white rice, and there are claims that it can't fit into a balanced diet. However, white rice remains more widely consumed than brown rice. Sorry, the cat decided to get up there. Uh, Let's see, okay. Potentially due to cultural practices, it's faster cooking time and it's softer texture, which many people find more favorable. Plus, it's more cost effective and can be purchased in bulk. Let's see. White rice is not inherently inferior to brown rice. Despite myths, it offers nutritional benefits, including some minerals. It's low in fiber, fat, and calories, and can be paired with fiber-rich foods to boost a meal's nutritional profile. So, if you compare white rice to brown rice, calorie wise, white rice is 194, brown is 228. Carbs per grams, white rice is 41.1, brown is 48.5. Protein, these are all by grams, 4.6 for white, 4.8 for brown. Fat is 0.6 for white, 1.3 for brown. Dietary fiber, 1.4 for white, 2.6 for brown. Phosphorus percent of daily value is 7% for white, 12% for brown. Selenium selenium is 27% for white, 27% for brown. Niacin is 23% for white, 18% for brown. So in reality, I mean, the numbers are close. only big difference is about 20 extra calories for brown rice. Carbs are a little bit higher. Fat grams are twice as much in brown rice. The dietary fibers, about twice as much in brown rice. So, yeah. gotta look at all that next up we got some ways to use white rice you can do it with peas and beans peas and beans are rich in dietary fiber antioxidants and other health promoting compounds showing to improve blood sugar Cholesterol levels and blood pressure. And when you combine peas and beans with rice, including white rice, a complete protein is formed. With all nine essential amino acids in sufficient amounts. This is exp- an especially important food combination for people who follow a vegetarian or be- vegan diet pattern since most complete proteins are animal-based foods you can enjoy white rice with stewed lentil peas dal which are split peas or a black bean chili yeah like peas and beans non-starchy vegetables are rich in dietary fiber when included in a vegetable rice dish they can help make up for the lower fiber content of white rice vegetables also contain calcium vitamin c iron folate It supports lower cholesterol and blood sugar levels and may reduce the risk of some types of cancers Some examples that you could add would be carrot, spinach, and pumpkin to your rice. To make Spanish-style vegetable rice, in an iron pot, saute diced onion, garlic, pimento, or jalapeno peppers, raisins, and shredded carrots. Stir in cooked white rice and mix evenly. Serve hot as a side dish. I think you should all do do all those things separately. I'd say do the raisins with the white rice and add cinnamon. So you almost got like a raisin pudding. Uh, or a white rice pudding. I don't know about the pimento, but the jalapeno peppers I can see with the onions and garlic. But yeah. A great way to build a meal using white rice is following the balanced My Plate method, recommended by the United States Department of Agriculture. It is impractical, impractical to enjoy all meals in the My Plate method, as is the case with one pot meals. However, these can still be a nutritious and healthy way to eat white rice. Pair of one pot dishes you like, palo. A Caribbean dish made with caramelized chicken, rice, pigeon peas, herbs, spices, and vegetables, with an additional side of non starchy vegetables like carrot, coleslaw, or tossed salad. Other rice based one pot dishes, such as casseroles or South Indian recipes like sambar rice can also be accompanied with a side of non-starchy vegetables for a boost of filling dietary fiber rice bowls are quite popular in asia persian and spanish cultures if you want to build a rice bowl in a medium bowl add one third cup white rice one third cup black beans in tomato sauce Shredded lettuce, cabbage, carrots, red onions, red bell peppers, and corn. Drizzle with a vinaigrette or your preferred herbs and spices and enjoy. Top with some grilled chicken or tofu for added protein. In some cultures, rice bowls are also called burrito bowls. Popular burrito toppings include lettuce, red onions, celery, or a combination of other non-starchy. Vegetables like corn, black beans, and cooked chicken, beef, pork, or plant-based proteins like tofu or tempeh. Consuming fish at least twice per week is associated with benefits of heart, nerve, and liver health. Fish is an important source of protein, antioxidants, and anti-inflammatory nutrients, including the heart-friendly omega-3 fatty acids. You can try curry fish or blackened Creole fish with white rice or a tuna fish and rice casserole. You can stuff bell peppers, a stuffed marinara bell peppers recipe, gut and remove the seeds from two large bell peppers, bake at 350 degrees for 15 to 20 minutes. Combine the cooked white rice, the marinara, the ground beef, the corn, and cheese. Then stuff the baked bell pepper with the mixture. Top with shredded cheese and bake for another 15 minutes at 350 degrees Fahrenheit. You can pair white rice with peas and beans, lean lean cuts of meat, fish, and vegetables to make balanced and nutritious nutritious dishes white rice can also be enjoyed in one pot meals like pelo and sambar rice or in rice bowls and stuffed bell peppers you can make a croquette is a type of dumpling that usually that's usually battered and deep fried to make a croquette using white rice combine one cup of cooked white rice with shredded cooked, Low-fat turkey, shredded cheese, bread crumbs, and eggs. Mix well and form into balls or cylindrical shapes. Cover again with bread com- crumbs. Place it in a lined sheet and air fry for 10 to 15 minutes at 350 degrees Fahrenheit. And so, there's lots of doable ways. To sit there and get your stuff up to par and healthier when using something like white rice, but and honestly, I don't have a problem with the brown rice. It is more filling, in my opinion. But what you gonna do? we have oxidative stress it occurs when there is an imbalance between your body's antioxidant defenses and the production of free radicals which can potentially damage your cells free radicals are oxygen containing molecules with unprepared electron or unpaired electrons they are crucial for certain body functions, such as fighting off pathogens. Research also suggests that free radicals may be beneficial in the process of wound healing. Uh, exposure to an excessive amount of free radicals causes oxi- oxidative stress in your body. This can happen because of infection, overexercising exposure to toxins, and burn injuries. Oxidative stress may lead to adverse health effects such as disease, rapid aging, inflammation, and male infertility. Things that can cause oxidative stress that are around you, including cigarette smoke, air pollution, sunlight, industrial chemicals, radiation, pesticides. I think those damn diesel vehicles are an issue too, and you're sitting behind them and you're sucking in that fumage. Uh, The following may increase your risk of oxidative stress, air pollution, smoking, sun exposure, excessive exercise, food contaminants such as pesticides, alcohol consumption, exposure to industrial chemicals, radiation, medications, obesity. Some potential signs of oxidative stress include chronic fatigue, memory loss, brain fog, and infections. May also contribute to visible signs of aging like gray hair and wrinkles. Oxidative stress can increase your risk for chronic health issues such as cancer, inflammatory diseases, cardiovascular diseases, neurological disorders, respiratory diseases, liver disease, kidney disease. Ways to prevent oxidative stress. Are nutrients that are high in antioxidants, which include vitamin A, C, and E, beta-carotene, lycopene, selenium, zinc, phenolic compounds. Some foods that contain these nutrients include berries like strawberries, raspberries, and blueberries, leafy greens like spinach, cabbage, and kale. Citrus fruits like lemons, oranges, tangerines, and grapefruit. Bell peppers, pumpkin and squash. Tomatoes, broccoli, sweet potatoes, grapes. Avocado, cherries, nuts, legumes. Seeds like sunflowers, seeds, and sesame seeds. Seafood like fish, oysters, and shrimp green tea, dark chocolate. Some things you could change with your lifestyle that may help prevent oxidative stress would be quit smoking if you smoke, include more antioxidant rich foods in your diet, limit alcohol use, lower your stress levels, protect your skin, get physical, get enough sleep, and try antioxidant supplements. But yeah. Though your body needs more free radicals to function, exposure to high levels through your environment and lifestyle choices can lead to oxidative stress, potentially causing damage and disease. Ways to help defend your body against oxidative stress include exercising, sleeping enough, Reducing stress, limiting alcohol consumption, quitting smoking, and eating a healthy diet, high in antioxidant-rich foods. So try those little tricks out. If you're worried about that, check with your doctor about it. But other than that, that's all we're going to talk about MS and health-wise. And don't forget, we're going to take the next... At least the next two weeks for spring break and spring cleanup. And with the way things are going right now, all the issues I've been having and all the things around the home front. It could maybe go longer than two weeks, but I will probably have some YouTube videos or something that'll pop up in between all them. So keep an eye out for those. And we will get back to you again soon. Check out Under the Call. Under the Call of MS. Crimson Color Comic Club. Navy Conversation. And more. I can't remember what I'm all supposed to promote anymore. I screw things up all the time. So let's keep it simple, stupid. (laughs) K-I-S-S. Yeah. We'll get back to you again soon. Still going to put out a couple things yet this week. But starting next week, we're going to just take that little break and try and get things revamped and reset up and decide what we're going to do in the long run. But keep an eye and ear out and we'll get back to you more soon. Bye.